Warning, this podcast contains strong language, graphic nudity, and depictions of extreme stupidity and is meant only for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Or not, you do you. Hi. Hi. I'm Evan. I'm Amanda. And this is the worst podcast on Mars, Little Itty Bitty Small Tiny Reviews Days. It's a podcast where we talk music, and this time we're doing the Monk's Black Monk... The Monk's... Black Monk Time. Evan, when was it released? March of 1966. That's fair. <laughs> that's that's all I can tell. Okay. So for these little, um, little small ones, I give you a few facts about it, if I can find them. So here we go. You ready? Okay. Black Monk Time is the only studio album for the group. It was only released in Germany. It is considered to be the intro to punk and krautrock. Um, even though this album was released in Germany, the band consisted of five American GIs stationed near Heidel- Heidelberg, the town in Germany, not the university the next town over. See, but I can't remember if it's East Germany or West Germany at this point. I don't know. They stayed after their time with the army. They're, sorry. They stayed in Germany after their time with the army was over and invested their time in music and working to create... A very unique sound. They are credited with the, with creating garage rock. The overall theme of this album seems to be anti-war, which was something that the members often sang about while they spent time sitting in tanks. And fun facts, I, I have several quotes. Okay. Jack White of the White Stripes says, quote, their melodies were... PP destructive. I don't know what that means. We're destructive and meant to be played to your younger brother. Colin Greenwood of Radiohead noted that, quote, the Monks will always be a great band. Chris Novelis. The, uh, the other one from Nirvana. That's not Kurt or. Um, I think it's Nova Selig. Yes. That's, I mean, it looks right. It, it It's a mess of letters, which we can't say anything about because our last name is a mess of letters but um i side story today i asked somebody to email me and she's like which amanda are you and i said it's the one with the weird last name she's like oh i know which one that is <laughs> so okay christ of nirvana adds quote monastic madness hard driving garage rock garage rock and iggy pop rounds them out by saying, quote, this is a damned enjoyable, slightly kinky 60s garage record. So I thought it was interesting. And the the part I love, my favorite part about this entire thing is how much I struggle with some of these other big albums we've, we've come across. Huge names, widely popular albums, can't find shit. And I this, had this little obscure piece of history. One one debut, one total album for this group, only released in one country, and I found three resources for it to find all these little things. Um, and there was a lot more, but you know that was all just like fluff. So, thank you to the Monks Black Monk Time by Joe Tingari, published April twentieth, two thousand nine, on Pitchfork.com. Thank you to Monks, Black Monk, Monk Time, No Author, No Date on LightMeAttic.net. And thank you to Black Monk Time, Monks, No Author, No Date on 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die.net. You will like that website. Yeah, there's 
it's it's kind of like the uh, what is it? There's like a th- one thousand one movies to see before you die. Yeah, like one thousand one books to read. I'd love to go through that list of albums. And be like, okay, I've listened to that one, that one, and that mm-hmm. one. So the way we do these tiny ones after I give you the history is the person who picks it tells us why, and then the person who doesn't pick it goes first. So Evan, why did you pick this? So I don't know where I first heard this album, but I heard this album and I immediately had thoughts. And I've been sitting on this album for, I think I've tried to get you to listen to parts of this album before, because I've known about this album for probably 10 years. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it doesn't come up in conversation. And I'm listening to it and I'm like, you know what? I don't have anything to pick. We're going to do something fun. I have no idea what she thinks about this one, but hey, this is a short album. This is an important piece in history because everything that I had seen said early punk, you know, first part of the punk, first part of the garage rock. And I'm like, you know what? She likes alternative. This is an alternative music. I don't know what the alternative is. Maybe a good album? I don't know, but it, it's something. I think alternative. I think okay, this isn't what you nor this isn't mainstream. Well, this is not mainstream. This is about as close as we can get to my definition of alternative. So I thought it would be an interesting. And we talked. One of the f- early ones we did was um, Black Sabbath's debut for Reviews Days. And we did uh, King Crimson's debut, and we did Machine Head. And all three of those, I think, should be on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame list. Mm -hmm. Album, or album list and all that. I think this is one of those that should be on this list. It's not going to get the attention that I think this album deserves. So I know there's not really a big platform, but somebody else, we're going to talk about it, so somebody else at least talks about it. You know, and it, obscure, and it gets passed on. It's obscure, but not in the way that Kiss Music from the Elder was obscure. That one was just a swing and a miss by a huge band. This is just an out-of-place thing by people nobody have heard of. And then it just... But it's the birth of Yeah, it, it, it's an in, it's an important piece in music history mm-hmm. that does not get talked about. And right. I think that's, uh, I think when you, because I'm sure you had a thought going into the album of what the hell is this going to be? Oh, I had thoughts. I definitely But I thoughts. think you can see going into this, since you were able to find a little bit of research, you can agree with the point that this album should be discussed. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I have have not seen this really on any list of anything. I don't. I have no idea how I found it, mm-hmm. but I. But you wanted to. You wanted me to experience it. Yes. All right. So you ready for my review? It's an experience. Okay. All right. And now we also did the deluxe version, which has some bonus tracks. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yes. So I don't think I need to say that I have no experience whatsoever with this group. Hadn't even heard of them. Well, I think most people, like I said, most right. debut by the one country. Which is why there. I started my sentence with, I don't think I need to say it. But I did anyway. 
I didn't know what to expect before I did a bit of research, and even then, I wasn't sure. What to expect. So here we go. And like I do for these small ones, I go song by song. Monk Time. This was okay. I enjoyed the music much more than the voice and lyrics. Uh, Shut Up. The song, not telling you what to do, which is something I do often. But same for this one. If I drowned out the... If I, like... Tuned out the sound, or the sound, the the voice. The music wasn't bad. Um, Boys are boys and girls are choice. Same here. Only cared for the music and not the voice or lyrics. (laughs) And here's where we start getting fun. Higgle die, piggle die. Ditto. I hate you. Again, the song, and not something I say to you on a daily basis. I didn't care for this one at all. Oh, Oh, how to do now. Pass. Complication pass on this one too we do we do (laughs) didn't care for this one either um drunken maria same um love came tumbling down this one wasn't bad i actually kind of liked it blast off this one sounded sciencey i felt like the sound definitely fit the title that's my girl and evan is so laughing hard back there (laughs) that's my girl again i like the music but not the vocals um, and then this, these are the, where we start the bonuses. I can't get over you. Same here. Um, Cuckoo. I thought this one sounded the most 60s of them all. And the I, most normal. I kind of liked it. Um, Love Can Time the Wild. Is that? I think Tame. Tame the Wild. Okay. Um, I didn't like this one. He went down to the sea. I didn't like this one either. Pretty Suzanne. This one was okay, but I didn't keep it. Um, Monk Chant Live. Um, didn't care for this one. And uh, overall, and Evan is still laughing very hard. Overall, I can absolutely see why those artists I quoted hold it in such high regard. It was way ahead of its time. I think the story of how they got together was interesting. And I think had things been a bit different from them and they had been able to do more, I might feel a bit different. But I'm not really impressed with this album. The music itself is so good. If I could just keep the music, I would. But I really didn't care for much else. It's not that it's bad, and I can really see why it is so influential to so many. It pushed the boundaries. I don't care for it. I don't think it's something I'm going to come back to personally. There are other things from this era that I enjoy so much more. So it's a no for me, dog. Although, I'm keeping Cuckoo. And uh, for the inspiration, A, but personally I gave it a C-. minus. Okay. So, awful taste but great execution. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the the music of it was really good. And I do get how it... I, I can hear the garage rock and I can hear the 60s and I, I can totally see that. Well, hear it because you hear it with your ears and not with your eyes. But I didn't care for the voice and that could have been just because... Maybe, it, it is different. And, and it could have been a case where they all voted and he was the best singer of all the guys so he just kind of got the position or he was the only one comfortable in doing it. But, you know, maybe... Or had, maybe like an Oasis kind of thing where... He said, I can write, but I don't feel comfortable singing. Yeah, it you know, something like that. So it's, I'm wondering had they pursued things a little more and maybe he got 
because some sometimes like and I know this is this is kind of a bad example but um you know when artists when like actors go and do a musical movie they will work with a vocal court vocal coach to help train and improve and I'm sure that there are musicians that kind of do that it's it's like we've been watching that um Netflix show um quarterback where aside from actual game time these people are working with personal trainers and they're constantly working and exercising and improving I'm sure it's the same with musicians like if you feel as though you need the time with somebody to help train you you're going to be doing that so. uh first one that I can think of uh guy from Avenged Sevenfold mm-hmm. if you listen to what is it sounding the seventh song Sounding the Seventh Trumpet and Waking the Fallen, and then you go into City of Evil. He drastically changed because he couldn't do. There was something I think it was having to do with like a longevity mm-hmm. of the career because you he couldn't do that long term. Right. But I know I've heard stories of a vocal coach between those two albums. Right. So I'm I'm sure it happens. Given what this was, they were not a professional group. No. They were a group of friends who happened to release something and they did it for shits and giggles and for the fun of it, which is really what you should do, but and I didn't I, care for the voice. I think there have been one-off shows here yeah, and then. there since yeah. the time of release. Yeah, so they have a cult following and I can see it, but... If you had an opportunity... To buy this on vinyl, if if it was, if you if you set a price range, and it was in your and you saw it and it was in your price range that you you didn't want to spend more than twenty bucks on it, if you could find this album for more than twenty bucks, would you buy it for your collection? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, it's it's very very interesting, but it's a good it's a good cornerstone piece, you know. So, I mean, hell. When I saw Iggy Pop on there, you know, I mean, for all the work he did. Yeah. So for him to hold them in high regard, I that's saying something. But that's my review. Okay. Are you surprised? No, I don't think you'd like this at all. Yeah. <laughs> I think you and I are of two different mindsets when it comes to this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I also kept Cuckoo. But... I also kept Higgled Eye, Pickled Eye, I Hate You, Drunken Maria, That's My Girl, which, side note, I think that's hilarious. You listen to it again. It's like, it, just listen to it. Uh-huh. That That's really all I can say. I think it is, it's early, like, Weird Al. You know, mm-hmm. it just has no bearing on anything intelligent, but it's just so much fun. And uh, I can't get over you. I am of the mindset that I could not listen to this album multiple times consecutively. But I still, and I would not take this on a, this is not in my top 10, like Deserted Island things. I'm still going to give it an A. Mm -hmm. You know, what it is, how much fun it is, how short it is. You know, if this was, if it was an hour of this, uh, I couldn't do it. But it's only a half hour. You know, it's it's a short, it's like Rain and Blood, you know, it's only, 
It's less than a half hour. It's something fun to throw on. You know, it's an important piece. I think it should be in everybody's catalog. I I agree with that. You should. This is one that that I think everybody should listen to at least once. And I've said that about some of the, these other ones. It's important to experience it. Yeah. You yeah. look in a mirror and you're like, and you know where you come from kind of thing, you know? What? <laughs> like you, you listen to like the, the current punk, like the offspring or the green day. You look back and you're like, okay, this is where I come from. Okay. You, you go on ancestry.com and this is, and at, you're done. this is at the top of the tree. What did you give it? I gave it an A. An A. Okay. So I enjoy it. I think it's you. You were chomping in the bit for this one because you just. I know you wanted to hear my reaction, and that usually tells me I'm not gonna like it. And I will say I was kind of disappointed that I liked some of it. No, that I thought you would like more of it. Oh, because of my love for '60s music. Your love for the '60s. Your love, kind of this off the wall, like kind of not. Like how I described it as alternative. Yeah. I would have if it wasn't the voice. I just, I, that's not something I could stand a lot. So of. this is punk rush? Yeah. <laughs> rush but make it punk. <laughs> yeah, it's, the music was great. And if you could find a version that was just the background music, absolutely. Absolutely. But no. So, um... Yeah, how much time did we spend on this? Not enough, because I think this is one of the, like I said, this is one that you we should dedicate a lot of time to, but enough for this. Enough for this? All right. So We'll leave it to the smarter people to discuss this album. Thank you for calling me dumb. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Worst Pod on Mars and Facebook at Worst Podcast on Mars and Threads at Worst Pod on Mars um stop by say hi give us a suggestion for these tuesdays because we're we're open to obviously listening to new music and seeing what's out there and um expanding our horizons musically right okay okay um give us a reading give us a review we have as of this recording we have one review from my sister (laughs) and um Tell us, tell us what you'd like to hear. Tell us what you don't like about this podcast, but do it in a nice way because we're open to changes. And come back on Fridays because we do longer episodes where we give you the history about some of these huge albums and how they charted and why they were so important. And I think I did all the things, but Evan wouldn't know because every time I ask, he doesn't listen. Right? Correct. All right. Goodbye.